you know when it's when I, it's interesting because when Johnny joined New Edition for the Heartbreak album, I, I didn't warm to Johnny. I, th- I thought he was stealing <laughs> Ralph's position. He was like, "Who's this guy?" You know, you know. I just thought that he, why is he singing, standing in front, and he was singing a lot of the leads, and and I didn't really warm to him because I just thought Ralph was the guy and stuff. So I can imagine because Tony, you, what made Tony so special? Because you you you've said to, you know because. As I said, we've all admired his charisma and his voice, but from seeing him up close, what did you think made him so special? And I just, you know, I mean, you had to see him sing in person. Like, that was one thing that, I I mean, just I remember um, attending two of the talent shows that they were competing in, right? And this is a true story. Uh, My uncle and them, they were really talented, nice vocalists. You know, they wrote their songs and all, but when they competed against Tony, it was just a different competition. So um, the second time that Tony beat them, oh, they were pretty upset about it, you know. And so we, we got home after that performance, and they were kind of having a discussion. And so I, I uh, told the guy, you know, he's like, well, what do you think? And I said, hey, man, you guys did great. You know, I said, you guys, you guys did good. And Tony did. You know, he was great. Like, I, you know, I just had to be honest with them. And, you know, they kind of looked at me like, uh, but I was giving them, you know, my, my honest God truth. So the thing was just to see Tony perform at, you know, 14, 15 and be able to, you know, do what he did live. It, it was just an honor to be able to witness it. And I always like admired him before he was, we were successful. Like he wow. was just a great vocalist. And, um, you know, anytime, even prior to us, you know, recording, if we could, hey, Tony, just sing for us, you know. And, and I just loved it, you know. We would wow. always get him to sing. Yeah, so he was, he, he had a, a spark about him, and he knew his vocals. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now you're in the studio with Teddy doing Just Can't Handle It. I mean, what was it like working? I know there was Dave, Dave, uh, Dave West and, and, and Bernard Bell uh, who were, normally work with him. But what was it like being in the studio? Did you, in a different level, you know, working with him? Well, you know, I, the best way I could explain it is uh, we were so inexperienced. You know, we were just like, hey, whatever you say. You know? <laughs> and um, for the most part, like, you know, Tony would go in and they were so, you know, pleased with his vocal ability that, you know, I think anything we did behind that was kind of like just a filler. But um, it was a great experience, you know, just to be in their presence and to see how they, you know, produce and work music. So uh, my memories are really vague because I was probably more starstruck, you know, just <laughs> in their presence. And um, just really happy that, you know, that he would even uh, accept working on our project. Yeah. So when... Just Can't Handle It comes out. Were you surprised how successful it became a hit on the radio? <laughs> you know, that's the retrospective question because, I've, yeah, obviously I was, you know, but then when you think about it, like, that was, I mean, that was Teddy. Like, he poured his heart into it. You know, the New Jack Swing era was really mm-hmm. uh, new, fresh, and um, that track was amazing. And, the crazy part is we always thought Just Can't Handle It was better than Kissing Baby, you know, yeah. just as an overall song because, you know, the way the intro came in and it shows Tony doing, the, you know, the vocal um, 
Oh my god. My words are just telling. Like how he acapella, he did the vocal yeah. acapella, you know, so that was like, wow, wow, wow. And um, Kissing Game to us, you know, it was a good song, but we never thought, wow, this will be bigger than, than just the handle. <laughs> and, you know, obviously it being our first single and we really enjoyed the song, I think that, you know, we figured that would be the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's funny because I, as I, as I said, I, I so it coming out in 1990. I was still, I was still going to high school in Nigeria, and and I remember um, just can't handle it being very big out there um, because it reminded us of him and me from today, it, and it, it, but it was different, so it didn't sound like a, a copycat stuff. It, but it was really, really a powerful track, and it was you know really that 1990 albums were really powerful. I think Kissing Game was very similar to like, you know, when Fresh Prince came out with Summertime. It was one of those feel-good songs and it 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 it, it was it had a different vibe. Chinese's I Like Your Smile. It felt like one of those songs that could cross over much easier than Just Can't Handle It. But I can imagine at the time you're recording, you're not thinking about it. But as fans, you know, coming out in that time, did it shock you how how much that getting to number one on the Billboard charts, I mean, did that shock you? Oh, that was a shock, man. I mean, and so by then, you know, Kissing Game, it seemed, I mean, our lives had changed by then. You know, we were constantly on the road promoting, touring, performing, and it happened so fast, you know, that I just, you know, it's like, wow, this is the life, you know. But, I mean, Kissing Game took us to places we never thought. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before we talk a little bit more about the success of that, how was being on the road and the performing? How did you, coming from a small town, adapt to being on stage in front of people shouting and screaming? (laughs) Uh, You know, initially there was all, you know, we we all had stage fright. But um, (laughs) I think I just, you know, I remember like our very first performance in Waco, Texas. it was at the uh, a homecoming kind of thing. Well, it was the fair, the local fair here. It's called the um, Heart of Texas Fair. So, um, first first performance, and the crazy part was our manager had gotten us a live band that we never rehearsed with. Oh goodness! And so yeah, it was an interesting performance. But um, the good thing was we we were scheduled for two performances that night. I think one was at like a seven. And then one was like a nine or 10. And so the, the way it happened, the local um, high school, the football stadium was right next to the fairground. So most people would go to the football game and then come to the fair afterwards. Yeah. So their thinking was, you know, we would do a second performance so that the people who left the football game could still have an opportunity. So the first performance we did with the, the live band didn't go very well. Wow. <laughs> so we um, we told the manager, hey, we don't want the band on the second set. <laughs> we would rather do tracks because we were just kind of more comfortable with performing with, you know, the tracks. And um, it went great. It went really great. Like this, the crowd accepted us and they appreciated it. And we felt like we could do this. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, what, what was your parents' reaction when you know, you're coming out with um, Just Can't Handle It and, and, and Kissing Game, the success. How did they, you know, they react? 
Well, obviously now they're proud, you know, things are <laughs> working in our favor, you know. So yes, they were really supportive. And um, you know, I you have to love parents because we were minors, you know, they had to be involved in every yeah. decision. So that was a whole nother aspect, thinking about, you know, five minors, five parents every time something happened. And it was definitely costly on our budget because, you know, you have to move 10 people every time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you uh, know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't think about it. So, I mean, eventually we um, we kind of got to a point where, hey, once, um, you know, we, we were able to have a chaperone, someone who knew us all and could just kind of represent one parent in their best interest. And we did that for a while. And then once one member turned 18, we considered him the chaperone. <laughs> okay. Now, did and someone I, explain to you that as this is coming out of the cost of this, uh, you know, out in the... <laughs> well, they, they said it, but, you know, it doesn't, you don't receive it properly until you get your first statement saying, hey, <laughs> how much you spent? What? You know, so, I mean, but but it's, it's um, you know, you have to buy by the law. You cannot, mm. you know, work with minors without supervision. Yeah. So we had to go through surrogate court and all of that being minors. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was something else that was really new to us, never knew anything about it. So, um, you know, I mean, I think it worked out in our favor. But obviously, you know, with the success and, you know, everything we had going, we wanted our freedom. So once one member turned 18, it, it really was a good thing for us. <laughs> How did it change you then? Because the success from, the, you know, growing up in a small town and, you know, very close to your family, now you're number one artist in the country. I mean, that's not easy. <clears throat> How did it change not, you personally? Um, I don't know. You know, I, people still tell me to this day, right, like especially my close friends, you know, and you're really humble, you know, you kind of stay grounded. And I felt like I did. And, and the one thing about me is, you know, when we would get off the road, come home to my family, I would always ask them, hey, you know, don't treat me like that guy. You know, treat me as the person that y'all know and raise. And um, it really benefited me, long, you know, in the long run, because even after a while, I just would ask, hey, let's not discuss what happens on the road. You know, not anything negative, but I just want to be normal, you know, when I'm around y'all. I don't want to feel like it's always about, you know, high-fiving the music and things mm. of that nature. So, you know, my my friends kind of adapted to the way I wanted to be treated, and it helped me stay grounded, you know. So, but, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, I will say this. Now, there were times when, you know, I had to adjust my ego and, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, I'm mad from high-five. Don't do that. <laughs> but but for the most part though you know i think i balance it pretty well mm-hmm. okay um so kissing game number one song in, in the country what does that do for you guys oh man I, i'll say this man it was you know the, i don't even know if there's a word for it but i tell you what the attention we got you know i mean you know everybody wants a piece of it, you know, at that moment. So one thing we were comfortable with is we stayed working. We were on the road, we promoted, you know, we toured. And that's how we knew just how to stay busy, you know, making money was what we were doing at that time. So 
I mean, we, we went to Japan, they went to Africa, you know, we were all over promoting Kissinger. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. So that, that was just the greatest feeling, you know, and to hit number one and not, re- you know, not really expect it or realize it. Still to this day, I look at my gold records and it's like, wow, you know, number one in the country. Everybody knows this song. Yeah. For that piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people didn't realize Teddy did it as well because <clears throat> he was more used to the, I just, the just can't handle it was more stuff. So uh, a lot of people were like, wow, we didn't know he, he, he did that. So Jives, it's strange because you, you had the big album, does well, goes platinum. And then it's almost as if they try to get you back in right away. Um, who's competing with you guys on the charts? I mean, I mean, I know we can look at the charts, but when you looked around, who do you think, okay, we need to, we're, we're now competing with this particular types of group for the same type of audience? Uh, I think one group that comes to mind was obviously Boys to Men. Yeah. Yeah, they they had came in and they really really had some great songs. So, you know, I think we met them and, and they were really down to earth guys. But I think we kind of always had this underlying unspoken competition, right? Okay. And um, you know, they did go on to be a really really great you know artist for sure. So, I think Boyzman okay. was one, and you know, there were several you know that would come around like he toured. When we first toured, we toured with Truth, we toured with Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, Riff? You know, Riff, yeah, Riff was around. Um, we didn't really cross paths with them as much at the time. But like I said, I think Truth was like really one of our big influences as well as competition. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, so Boys to Men was definitely one of the groups I recall being, you know, competition at that time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching.